to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating uh, and a review. I really appreciate that one. Uh, today, we're going to be joined by Tarpsoft Hockey Net founder and main contributor, Chris Mancuso. Chris, what's going on, buddy? How you been? Oh, buddy, things are good. We had a busy first month. Um, you know, there was six games a day going for a while. Luckily, uh, I mean, not luckily, because I mean, I guess it's a bad situation, but <laughs> some of our guys are in the United States and, you know, they're a mess with uh, with COVID. So like they're they're just home. So yeah, man, we were covering like basically every game this entire playoffs. It, it was a it was a crazy first month, man, but a really successful first month. Yeah, I mean, last time we had you on the show, I think it was actually the day you guys launched, and I had you on just to kind of talk about, uh, you know, what to expect. So I guess now you're about a month and a bit through, you know, but how would you say Tarps Off Hockey Net's gone so far? Yeah, tarpsoffhockey.net. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's done great, brother. Um, I, I mean, it's blown away my expectation for sure. Um I didn't think we would have such a good start, but you know what? The guys uh, that we have on the staff are, are are really good. And you know what? I think that we usually try to keep on top of the most relevant news and uh, we, we find a way to engage with, uh, with viewers and stuff like that through social media platforms and the rest of the guys on the staff are great at doing that. So yeah, man, all in all, I mean, when you look at where we are for the first month, I never would have thought that it's been pretty crazy. And for those who haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, Chris and his team over there, they do a great job, you know, daily coverage of the entire NHL. Um, and, and today he was writing about a whole bunch of stuff. And he wrote about, uh, you know, the Brodeen deal with Minnesota, which is something that we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, the implications of what that could mean and maybe what it could mean for Toronto. And, and I'll get your thoughts on that one. Um, but, you know, since all the Canadian teams kind of got ousted and, and especially Toronto. I've already had an eye on the offseason for probably about a month now. I think things kind of got kicked off with the Capitol deal with Pittsburgh, then the Pens made another move, and you know now we're starting to see a flurry of deals and signings, and today we had a major one, and I think that one uh, could have major implications on free agency and possibly the trade market. What we're also going to chat about today is the Boston Bruins because, well, you're a Bruins guy. You know, you you host a, a Bruins pod, and, and I want to get your thoughts on their future because I think this team is going to take a step back. So I'm curious to see what your thoughts are as somebody who covers the team and watches them on a nightly basis. Uh, so we'll get your thoughts on that. And I'm on the pod by playing some cosign and no sign, which is always a lot of fun. But let's get into this Brodeen deal that was signed today. Seven years, $6 million per for a grand total of $42 million bucks in what was supposed to be a uh, a conservative year for a lot of GMs when it came to their spending. And already Minnesota's opening up the checkbook and stroking a nice deal out here for, for Bro Dean. And, and I think that that that's some serious implications here, both in the trade and the free agent market. But what were your overall thoughts on, on this contract from, uh, from Bro Dean? I mean, you know what? Bro Dean gets a lot of money. Um, I think he deserves it though. I mean, he's played 555 career games with all with the Minnesota wild. He's a great skater. He didn't have such a great season last year, but that was the case kind of across the board. And I know you were talking about the implications and the implications are is uh, Cody uh, Spurgeon and Sutter 
they all they both have um, no movement clauses. So you look at that back end. There's too much money on that back end. You look at Matt Dumba. His name's already been out there for about around the last half a year because they everybody knew that they were going to get Spurgeon and they were going to uh, get Brodeen done. So I think Matt Dumba happens to be the odd man out. And when I look uh, across the and I, I mean, you, you can't help but think Toronto would have to be interested in that kind of player. Yeah, and I think that's that's what I want to get you on today because you did write up something over on uh, Tarps Off Hockey about Dumba going to the Leafs and, and because you know this deal was made. So talk a little bit about that and why you came to this conclusion. Yeah, you know what? For me, it's you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that has some players on their back and that you probably wouldn't want to see night in and night out if you're going to make a serious run at things. And that's yep. why you end up in the position <laughs> you're in. And you, you look at a guy, you know, I think he gets shit on a lot, but or crapped on a lot, sorry, um, is is uh, Cody CC. I don't think you're going to see him back. And, and, and just, you know what? I think that Matt Dumba checks a lot of the boxes for a Toronto Maple Leafs team. He's an electric skater. The kid plays a really aggressive style of hockey. I don't think that gets talked about enough. Uh, Matt Dumba has, he's even crossed the line on a couple of occasions and taken some, uh, I think he got suspended for, uh, he got suspended for a hit, I believe, uh, back in 2016 or 17 on Barkov. And he's just, he, he'll, he doesn't pass up a chance to blow somebody up. I think the Leafs could use a, a guy who could really move that puck out of the zone. I know that the Tyson Berry experiment kind of failed this year and whatever. It was a low risk move. It sucks to see Nazem Kadri do so well if you're a Toronto fan, but at the same time, I think Toronto fans like Nazem Kadri. So I think a lot of Toronto uh, fans were actually kind of rooting for Colorado there, but um, I think he just checks a lot of boxes, including you see his leadership with the Hockey Diversity Alliance as well. And a uh, really cool thing I can tell you here, Mickey, is actually uh, our podcast on tarpsoffhockey.net, the Blue Line Hockey Club. Great guys. Uh, actually, one of the guys happens to be Jordan Greenway's uncle. So we're going to actually be potting with Matt Dumba tomorrow. So we're going to kind of see awesome. how he feels about the contract. So yeah, man, I'm going to be on a podcast with Matt <laughs> Dumba tomorrow. So I'll, uh, I'll ask him maybe what his thoughts would be if he did ever have to move on and play in this market because it's going to be a pretty relaxed environment apparently yeah you you gotta ask him that you gotta say hey, look the boys from uh you know locked on leafs they're super curious the listeners are super curious you're a guy who the leafs have kind of been linked to realistically since the trade deadline back in february nothing ended up coming of it obviously he's not in toronto and still in minnesota but i think now it just makes a little sense as you mentioned they've got a lot of money tied up on the blue line and they got to move something out the question is and i what is the cost going to be for a guy like Dumba? And does Toronto have those pieces? I, I think it starts with uh, Andreas Janssen. I, I would imagine. I mean, he has a pretty respectable cap hit. What, what is it? 3.5 or something like that. 3.4 um, for the next three years, I believe. But I mean, yeah. it's got to be plus plus. I mean, cap, oh, well, Andreas well, we're starting there. Then you're probably talking some sort of defensive prospect because, you know, uh, Suter's getting older and, and that. Uh, and, and his time will come eventually. So, you know, you look at Toronto's defensive prospects. I mean, you wouldn't want to move like a Timothy Lilligren, but maybe, um, 
I don't think they would do that. I mean, I'm sure there's a prospect somewhere uh, down down the road that you can add in. And then and then you're probably talking that pick from Pittsburgh, maybe as well, if not like a couple of seconds. Like you would have to be doing plus plus on Janssen. But I think to offset some of the money, I mean, Matt Dumba makes $6 million. But if somehow they could, I don't even think Minnesota's in the position where they could. Probably not. But, I don't think they are, but if uh, Toronto could at least shed a little cap and, you know, they're, they're, they're losing Barry's couple million off the cap. If you add Dumba extra 3 million, when you get uh, Janssen out, I think that that's a move that you have to make. If you're Toronto, if you can bring Dumba in and you got the pieces, even if it costs you that first round pick, I still say do it. I think that's where the conversation starts. I think, uh, Bill Guerin's going to hang up the phone if if Dubas doesn't at least include that first-round pick. And funny enough, it was supposed to be Minnesota's pick to begin with through the Jason Zucker deal. And then yeah. lo and behold, Pittsburgh ends up losing to Montreal. They fall out of the playoffs, and it was it was you know lottery protected. So they decided to keep the pick instead because it was going to be a lower deal. And then they ended up right. shipping it out to, to uh, Toronto in the Capitan deal. And that's how we ended up with the pick. And I, I mean, it'd be kind of humorous if, if it ends up in Minnesota's hands by draft day uh, just through some, you know, some different channels. Maybe not the exact way that Bill Guerin drew it up, but, you know, it's, if that's something that he's eyeing, that 15th overall pick, I think that's probably the one of the main pieces that is that is asked to come back. I mean, look, if it's a first Janssen and, and Lilligren, I mean, sign me up for that one, and I think most of Leafs Nation would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Like, I think I, you'd have to, man. He's a, he's an, uh, they, he doesn't get enough credit, man. I I'm a big Matt Dumba guy. I know some people uh, aren't as high on him, and I, and I don't understand it. I, I, I think he's a fantastic skater. I think he's a high energy guy. And I think he's the kind of guy that Toronto's defense is missing. hundred percent. Like he's almost exactly what Toronto needs. And you line him up with whatever you want to line him up, like a right shot defenseman. And you can put him in the top four, whether it's, you know, with, with uh, Morgan Riley or Jake Muzzin, like this is a player that the Leafs desperately need. And yeah. if it's only going to cost, I don't say only a first round pick is a hefty price to pay along with a guy who can play up and down your lineup. And another guy you took in the first round a couple of years ago in, in Timothy Lilligren, but you know, Lilligren, he's been soured on by, Toronto, I think, uh, you know, he hasn't really blossomed into the player that they expected him to be. Andreas Janssen, he's kind of lost his, the luster for him because of the injury that he had. He kind of became an expendable piece, especially with Kasperi Kapanen, uh, or not Kapanen, sorry, uh, Nick Robertson playing so well. It uh, looks like he's going to be factor into this team next year. They went out and they signed uh, Alex Barabanov, who could factor in. You know, they might bring in somebody else. Pierre Engvall has a spot, I think think now so you know he's a guy who's become expendable and realistically the only actual thing of substance that you're taking off of this roster if that indeed is the trade is that first round pick which isn't even off this roster so really you're you're adding Matt Dumba without subtracting anything from your your main team which that's a win in my book so if Toronto and Kyle Dubas can get that done Man, you get that, you get that done. Because I, you have I'm, to. yeah, you, you got to do it. Um, one other thing that I think that this deal by Bro Dean suggests, other than the fact that I think it frees up them to trade Matt Dumba, I think it also means that 
it sets kind of a precedent here of what's going to be happening in the UFA market. I think uh, this is deal is a little bit richer than most would have expected, especially you know, if this was a normal year, I don't think it would have been uh, that rich of a contract. But in, in the year of COVID, where all these teams are cutting salary, a guy like Brodeen, who's maybe looked at more as a three or a four, is, is getting paid $6 million. That's 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 quite a bit of money, and I think that teams who are looking to get a guy like Petrangelo on the books, we're hoping to get him in the seven to eight million dollar range, maybe a, a hair over that, because they could you know play the COVID card. Probably now, talking nine now. Now, of course, you got to. It's like, well, Bro Dean's making six. I'm worth at least nine million. You would think. Yeah, I think Alex. Uh, Petrangelo and Tori Krug's agents cracked a smile when they saw that contract. Come yeah, for today. sure. I mean, I mean, I, I think that the, there's no COVID card. These guys don't care. The agents don't care. And you know what? At the end of the day, these owners are worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. At the, if, if you want the guy, you'll, you'll have the money to keep them if you're in the right market. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens the rest of the way with the free agency. I'm really interested to see. There are some big names up there out there that have like a lot of big decisions to make too. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of those guys throughout the the, the rest of the show. Definitely within Cosign Nosan, I got a couple of biggies that I'll be asking you about. But we'll take a quick break right here. And when we come back, you mentioned Tory Krug. He's another one of those guys who's a UFA this summer and. My question for you is, do you think Krug is going to be coming back? Don't tell me yet. We'll tell you when we return after this break. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone's craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings food for your craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you eat when you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite local national restaurants, like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your first zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Now let me tell you about Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or account login. They have everything from edge control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same as professionals and do-yourselfers, so why spend it twice as much for the same? 
same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on on their How'd You Hear About Us box. Let they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Spike DiStefano with you. Alongside, I got with me Chris Mancuso from uh, tarpsoffhockey.net. All right, before we went to break, I kind of teased up the question of whether or not you thought that impending UFA, Tory Krug, was going to return to Boston. Now is your time to answer that question. Is he going to be locked up, and is he going to be a lifelong Bruin, or is this a guy who's going to test the free agent market? No, I don't think Tory Krug is going to be back for the Boston Bruins. Um, Elliot Friedman actually came out and said that they had some internal discussions and they understand that some, they really need to address their secondary scoring. They can't keep trying to patch holes when, you know, you look at that head-to-head matchup with Tampa Bay and you look at Boston's roster and you look at their entire fourth line and then you look at guys like Corrali and Bjork and Lozon and Clifton. Like, these are all guys, they have they had six or seven guys in their lineup that wouldn't even make Tampa Bay's roster. And, uh, you know, th- it's time to balance out this team a little bit more. And I wouldn't be surprised. They're going to do something. Uh, I think they're going to do even even more something brash in Boston. I think you're going to see a player uh, traded that maybe you wouldn't necessarily see out of left field, including a guy like Matt Grizzlick or Brandon Carlo. Interesting, because, you know, if you're losing Krug, I, I mean, Zidane Chara, even if he does come back, is is not the Zidane Chara. No, Chara he's a bottom you know. six defenseman. Exactly. Now. You put him in that six role. And, and man, listen, the fans like to give him crap when he's playing on the top thing, on the top pairing, and I get that. He's still an elite penalty killer and in, 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 well, in a number nuts. six defenseman role. If he plays like 10 minutes a night, he's gold. I, he I, can do one more year. I agree. He can. My the thing that I'm, I was I was getting to is just the fact that like Chara is not Chara anymore. You lose oh, Krug, no, they need and you're talking something. about you're talking about losing a guy like Grizzlick or, or or Carlo as well. I mean, that's not going to be a competitive defensive core. And, and well, take no, it from if, a Leafs fan, that's not a recipe for success. No, I think they would be going into the free agency market. Um, I think that if they do decide to make a move like that for some offense, they do have uh, about 11 or $12 million in cap space, Boston. So they have some, like, you know, with Krug and that coming off the books, they have some room to play with. But I think that they are going to. Do you think they're going to take I, a step back next year? Or do you think that there's still, like, this is a team that's kind of aging. And I made this claim uh, a couple of weeks ago here on the podcast that, that I think that they're on the downswing. You know, I think their window to win was actually this year. And, and now that Krug is going to be gone. Char is a year older. Uh, and and you also look at Bergeron and, and Krejci and Marshawn. They're all a year older now. Tukarask isn't getting any younger. I thought that this was kind of their year to do it. And, and now I don't see see them as as Stanley Cup well definitely not Stanley Cup favorites but I don't see them as Stanley Cup contenders anymore am I crazy or do you kind of see the same thing happening and think that they'll also take a step back I don't think I'm ready to count them out yet I think David Krejci's still a good player they still have one of the best lines in hockey until Bergeron and and Marshawn start to slow down I'm not going to count them out what I do think is going to happen is they're going to do something 
to address their secondary scoring this off season. And I think they'll end up pulling like a, maybe a Brandon Carlo for a higher end forward kind of deal where they actually bring in and address the fact that you can't just win on that first line anymore. They're not Bergeron can't hold up anymore. He's got a bad groin. It seems like by the time the playoffs come, his, his groin's blown out on him every time. So I think they're going to do something a little aggressive. And I think that they'll try to win next season again. I think they'll try. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if it's going to happen. No, I think they're going to address it like in some in some creative yeah. ways this year, kind of like what Tampa Bay did, getting Patrick Maroon to sign uh, for 700K. I think they're going to try to present like this is the final the final time that this that this core is going to try to go for it and try to convince you know maybe a guy like Patrick Maroon coming onto the free agency market probably not going to be back with Tampa Bay regardless I yeah. just don't think or that. Corey Perry uh, exactly Corey Perry, another guy who signed with Dallas for like a million dollar deal and uh and fill that third line spot so you don't have to have an Anders Bjork or or somebody like that in your lineup in an important role tell you what if you guys are looking for some depth scoring, looking to move out some defensemen here, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, Andreas Janssen could be had for Brandon Carlo. Let's just sign that up. You go tell your boy, uh, G- <laughs> why am I can't blanking on your GM's name? But you go tell him up Don in Boston, Sweeney, yeah. Don Sweeney. Go tell your boy, Donnie boy. Uh, you know, that, that trade is already locked in. I'll send the memo over to Kyle Dubas, and then we'll just kind of swap out there. That, that makes sense for me. <laughs> I don't think Bruins fans would like that, <laughs> but I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, there's, there could be something built there if you added, but no, I don't think they ever make that trade within the division. The only time that happened was when uh, Brian Burke and crazy Peter Shirelli were at the helm. I don't think we'll see that again. So well, well it's going to be a crazy off season with this flat cap. Certainly. Oh, definitely. I think it's going to be crazy all around the league. And uh, it's funny, you mentioned, you know, you don't see trades happen between the Leafs and Bruins too often. But one of those trades that did happen years and years ago, Tuka Rask went from the Leafs to the Bruins. And uh, Toronto's been kicking themselves for that ever since. Still looking for, uh, you know, a goalie of the future because I'm not too sure if Anderson's going to be that anymore. Uh, Is Tuka Rask going to be the goalie of the future in Boston? I know that his season kind of ended on a rocky note with, with. Within Bruins Nation, uh, after they kind of have the feeling that he abandoned the team in the bubble, uh, what do you think is going to happen there, or do you think that that was kind of more of just an emotional outlash right when it happened, and then by next season, all good, all under the rug, Tukarask will return and be the elite top end goalie uh, once again for the Bruins. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the NHL has to play this come second wave of COVID. I mean, the numbers seem to be rising. It doesn't look great. Um, Will they resume a season under another bubble format? And will Tukaras be willing to commit something to that? Now, that's something you're going to have to get an answer to pretty quickly because as it happens to be this offseason, there's a lot of goalies available. Um, So if you were general manager, Don Sweeney, you're going to want to know how Rask's feeling about having to potentially go into another situation where, you know, there could be multiple bubbles, but you could probably find yourself on the road for a lot of the season. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think he's the goalie of the future. I get the feeling that Tuka Rask doesn't really care that much to play hockey anymore. He's a family man. Um, I don't know. Like just his bot, like, and I'm not saying that the emergency wasn't a reason to leave, I think the thing that really had the Boston uh, fans pit, like mad was 
was just his body language and his demeanor every time he was in front of the microphone, you know, saying, oh, you know, with no fans, it doesn't feel like playoffs. It's no fun. It's like, buddy, everybody's playing under those conditions. Well, it didn't like, help that he did. He made those comments saying that with no fans, this doesn't feel like a playoff atmosphere. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm yeah, fighting like for a Stanley Cup. And then just a couple of days later, he 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 has a family emergency and leaves. Not to say that he didn't, but... You know, it just kind of the the circumstances didn't look too good. The optics no. didn't look good there. It, though the optics looked horrible, whether or not it was orchestrated, I don't think that. I would like to think that nobody would ever do that. So, just the timing and the coincidence of it all with those, because those are poor comments. Like in my opinion, those comments that he said that day, that game, were an excuse to me, and it didn't sound proper. And if I was in the locker room, I wouldn't have liked those comments. Um, everybody's there fighting for a Stanley Cup. Tell that to the Vegas Golden Knights, Stars, Islanders, Tampa, who have made it through to here that it doesn't feel like playoff hockey the way they've been playing. The Colorado Avalanche put on a great performance. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens with the great upset in the first uh, play-in round over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tell me they didn't feel like they were playing for the Cup. That was a poor excuse. And then that family emergency happens a couple days later. And yeah, like you said, the optics get pretty skewed, but... Well, we'll see. I, I mean, that's obviously a conversation they've already had with him or have to have with him. And any any sort of comment that's come from Boston is that they're ready to roll with Tuka Rask next season and they feel good about their goaltending. So. All right, well, that's a positive sign considering that their defense may take a bit of a blow and, and you know, they'll have to kind of rework that, the, the back end there. And uh, for me, I think it's a good sign for the Maple Leafs because if the Bruins struggle, that means that the Leafs will probably end up leapfrogging them here in the divisional power rankings. And, uh, you know, going up is a good sign from a Toronto perspective. I'm sure your guys out in Boston won't be too pleased <laughs> with that comment. But uh, this is locked on Leafs and yeah, we're pro Leafs. Goes. Exactly. Yeah, that's the way she goes. I mean, <laughs> you're probably not wrong, but it's not going to last forever. How long they've been going for these guys? Like 14 years or something? Like everything comes to an end. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the Bruins have had a nice, a nice long uh, tenure. They won a cup. They made a cup final. They've made a couple of big runs. Everything comes to an end. You know, Chara's got to age out at some point, yeah, although yeah. he is an athletic freak. And I think that that perfection line at some point is going to start to take a decline. You already said the injuries bug has kind of hit um, has hit Bergeron for the past couple of seasons now. Krejci also has had the injury yeah. bug quite some time throughout his career. So it's going to catch up to him at some point. And I think the Leafs are, are locked, loaded, and in a good position to assume uh, the, the number two role behind the Tampa Bay Lightning. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that's just unfortunately going to be the way it is for, for a little bit. I think there might, you know, the Leafs hey, in a the couple The two of youngsters years. in Montreal might have something to say about that after no. the, the playoff performance no. with Suzuki and Kokinami. Let's see what Montreal does this offseason because by all accounts, they're going to hey. be looking to add to this team. You guys out in Boston, go fight with Montreal for third place in the division. We're good <laughs> with a secured top two pick, and we'll fight with the Lightning for that divisional crown. All right. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll play some cosine, no sign. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, oh, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. 
with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe you real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash slash XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Welcome back to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. Mike DiStefano with you. All right, alongside me, uh, Chris Mancuso from TarpsOffHockey.net. Uh, we're going to play some cosign, no sign. And if you forget or if you are new to the podcast, you've never uh, heard me play this before, basically, I'm going to make a statement. And Chris is either going to cosign it if he agrees or no sign it if he disagrees and then tell me why he's agreeing or disagreeing. Chris, I got three here for you. This all has to kind of do with, with off-season additions, whether it's trade, free agency, something to do with that. I've got three for you. Let me know if you're ready to go. Ready to rock, buddy. Let's go. All right, buddy. Uh, former, now, uh, yeah, I guess technically now he's a former Leafs defenseman. Uh, technically still Leafs defenseman, I guess, until October 9th, which is free agency. But Tyson Berry will make more money than Jonas Brodeen this offseason. We just saw Brodeen sign for $6 million. Do we see Barry signing for more? Co-sign. No sign. No sign. I'm really? No sign that. I think if any player is going to take a one-year deal to try to go onto a better team and up his value, it's going to be Tyson Barry. If all the people that have tried to say, oh, are you going to take a short-term deal? And a lot of guys have said no. I think Tyson Barry would be better served to say yes. I think he goes to a contender on the cheap. Short-term deals, I feel like, are going to be interesting for the next couple of seasons because I can see a lot of guys being more inclined to take two or three-year contracts uh, and try and wait out this whole flat cap. And then in three, maybe four years down the line, two, three, four, however long it is, you know, you make that estimate. And when the cap starts to go back up again, try and and line up your contract for when that happens so that more money goes into the market. Because with this flat cap for a couple of seasons, I don't know if you're going to be wanting to be taking a one-year deal knowing that the cap's not going to go up the following year. And it's not going to be that much. You know, you're, No one's going to be willing to give out more and more money. So I feel like these guys might want to either lock in on a long-term deal or maybe a bridge deal. I just don't know if I see one year's happening for guys like this. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting, man. I, I really... I, I mean, we've never seen anything like this before, right? So anytime I'm like, why do I feel so confused about all this? It's like, because it's the most unprecedented offseason we're ever going to see. And it's what? completely normal to feel this way. Like, I have nothing. I don't even know what to expect. I always like, I never think like, you know, when they say, oh, this offseason, everybody says it's supposed to be crazy. There's going to be tons of moves. And then it's a total letdown. Like, that's <laughs> happened a couple of times. But like, Every it time. sounds like things are going to get silly this offseason. Yeah, it does. It sounds like it's going to be a really, really fun offseason. And, 
you know, it's funny. We talk about how the reports are that all these teams are cutting costs and not going to be willing to spend money. And then you see it come out today, Bro Dean signing a $6 million deal, which is something that he would have signed regardless. And it seems like COVID wasn't a factor into this contract signing. So let's move on to number two and see if a con- if, if COVID will get into this guy's contract. And that's Alex Petrangelo. Co-sign, no-sign. He will make more than nine plus million dollars this free agency. I got to sign on that. I think Alex Petrangelo is going to command nine million dollars a season. And I think that there has to be a team out there that gives it to him. The only way I don't think he gets it is if he stays in St. Louis. But judging by his comments, he's pretty disappointed on how uh, everything's kind of unfolded between uh, his agent and the team. Yeah, it's 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 really strange when they signed Justin Falk last year. They traded for him and signed him as their insurance, yeah. but like they gave him the money that they should have just given Petrangelo. Like I understand he wasn't going to sign a, a six and a half, seven million dollar contract, but that would have freed up an extra six, seven million. So when you sit here and say, "Hey, we don't got the money," it's like, yeah, because you paid this guy six million dollars last year as quote-unquote insurance but all that insured is that i'm walking out of here like yeah yeah it might have been one of those moves that ends up uh biting you in the ass yeah biting you in the ass man it might have been a bad move from uh doug armstrong there but we'll 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 see we'll see i would like to think that they would do everything they can to keep alex petriangelo i mean he's such a great player growing up in niagara got to watch him on the ice dogs and from junior you knew he was going to be a special player and Mm -hmm. he won the stanley cup last year and whoever ends up with alex petriangelo which i don't see how it happens for the toronto maple leafs i just don't think economically it can make sense but you know what there's been some strange names thrown around in his market and i think if he does go somewhere it's going to kind of be like a surprise team out of left field that just shows him the money I think the latest I heard, I think it was Darren Dreger that came out and said that Vegas was yeah, is, is heavily interested and right at the top of the list along with Toronto right now. Yeah, yeah. He loves the idea of playing in both markets, that's for sure. And why wouldn't you, man? Playing for Vegas is like, what a team that is. Like, If, he, if they found a way to fit Alex Petriangelo on that team, that would be pretty unbelievable. I still can't believe the roster that they've been able to compile – in a three-year span, it's. it's uh, do you think the Kraken will have the same luck? No, no, definitely no, not. No, because it was McPhee. McPhee did such a great. Like he couldn't have done any better. It was like he was playing NHL be a GM mode. The trades he was making, it was awesome. Yeah, and, and I just don't think that these teams are going to be willing to make all these deals. Like I just think they're going to say, "Look, you got a player to take. Go ahead, take him." Like, we have to expose players. You're only getting one. You know, you're not going to see Alex Tuck being thrown into deals because he turned out to be a pretty darn good player for oh, uh, for Vegas right now. So, you know, oh, yeah. and, and William Carlson thrown into deals. He went on to score 40 goals and help lead them to a cup final in, in the first year of their. So I, I just don't see Vegas uh, or um, Seattle getting those opportunities. I think GMs are, are going to learn. I think there's going to be a couple of deals that are going to be made, but yeah. certainly not the, the amount that were made uh, back at the Vegas expansion. And I hope that, you know, hockey fans understand that and Seattle fans will understand that, that they can't have uh, high expectations for that team. Like if they had the same expectations that Vegas had um, or that Vegas 
if they expect to do just as well as Vegas did in year one, they're going to be let down. And I hope that's not the case. Um, okay. Third one for you. Darcy Kemper will be moved this offseason. I guarantee it. I guarantee <laughs> it. He's going to be moved this offseason. Put it if I don't if he doesn't get moved this offseason, I'll eat my hat. I'm that confident. They just signed Aiden Hill to a one-way contract. Um, the unfortunate thing for a team like the Arizona Coyotes is even though they have an attendance issue, the the financial situation there is so fragile that they have to operate within an internal salary cap. So while I think their rebuild was actually not going so bad. Um, I, I think that I think you're going to see Oliver Ekman Larson moved as well. I think both guys could be moved this year, but yeah. I, I'm positive Kemper is going to Kemper is going to move. There was reports out there. I think it was TSN's uh, uh, Frank Saravalli that said they could be operating with an internal cap uh, south of seventy million dollars, right in there. Yeah, whatever the, the floor, floor is. Yeah, right at the floor. So that's that's not promising if you're a Coyotes fan and considering that there was reports out there that they were hoping to re-sign Taylor Hall that's not happening like that's no just, that was fake news <laughs> like, that is... they went and gave him a terrible offer just so they could make it look like they made a, a an interesting offer and that got blown out of the water pretty quickly there's no chance Taylor Hall stays with the Coyotes not a chance at all basically it was to save face because they gave up a lot to get him and they said yep. yeah we'd love to keep Taylor Hall on this team we're going to talk to his agent and we're going to try and lock him up and uh, oh, we offered Taylor Hall a contract and, and we're going to keep speaking. Lo and behold, that offer was like four years, $3 million per. It's like, well, we offered him a contract. He didn't take it. What do you want us to do? It's like, yeah, okay. It was some bogus-ass yeah, yeah. deal. Get it, out of here. It, it was pretty low for Taylor Hall's standards. That's for sure. Not I think Taylor Hall could be the kind of guy who looks at maybe finding himself in a position to win rather than be in a position to potentially be in the draft lottery. I think Colorado makes a lot of sense. That was but the team I, don't know. I was going to say, too. They got to – they have to tread carefully, though, because they have a lot of guys so like RFAs and that coming up over the next two seasons. That could be tough, but I think that that's where, you know, contenders that are, that are you know, in that bubble, I think that if I was the Boston Bruins, I would have a conversation with Taylor Hall's agent for sure. And again, I think he might be one of those guys where you can look at him and say, hmm, you want to sign a three-year deal? Because if you sign a three-year bridge contract at a decent, you know, decent cap hit, seven million or something like that. Yep. Three years exactly. down the line, when the cap goes back up and the flat cap is over, you know, a lot of money's going to open up for you when you hit free agency again. And and in the meantime, come help us win a cup. Win a That's cup, right. maybe two. That's exactly what I think could happen in the Taylor Hall uh, situation, and I think that they're going to get creative and put them in a good chance to win and still earn a very fair contract. And that's why I said, I don't know if the Boston Bruins are dead. Cause I'm wondering if they're going to spend that Tory Krug money, which by all accounts, if you would have talked at the coming into the end of last year, they were no problem. It sounded like they were well on their way to a seven and a half million dollar a year contract. Krug was saying he would take a hometown discount. And then they had no conversations over the COVID break, didn't talk to him. And all of a sudden the, 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 the quotes from Tory Krug changed from, yeah, I'm gonna, hmm. uh, I would take less to be here to no, this is my chance at free agency. And I think that uh, I got to, you know, I, I've always been underpaid so this is my chance to really get my market value he put all that out there so i think that they might be willing to invest that in offense so we'll see i got one more for you 
Freddie Anderson will be the Leafs' starting goaltender next season. Uh, I'm going to no sign. I think they end up moving him and bringing in a goalie. I don't know why, but I just think it makes a little bit of sense with his contract. Uh, It's his final year of his deal. I don't think that he's the goalie of the future in Kyle Dubas's mind anymore. And I know that there's a goalie in Pittsburgh that happened to be his goalie when he was with the Sioux, if I'm not mistaken, Matt Murray, correct? Yep, and he is well, on the block. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Dubis go back down that road and maybe talk to Jim Rutherford again. They seem to have a good trade history. They've traded Kasperi Kapanen back and forth a couple times. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they seem to, Toronto and Pittsburgh seem to have a good working relationship. So you never know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm not too keen on it myself. Um, I've no signed this one uh, a couple times. I, I feel like they may go possibly the the tandem route, or you know, more of a, yep. a sixty forty timeshare with Jack Campbell and uh, and kind of a one B one A type, like a scenario. Peter Mrazek from Carolina. If they added a good defenseman, you never know. Right? I don't know if I'm so high on Mrazek to be quite honest with you. Uh, that that's somebody who I wouldn't be. Too too high. Maybe Braden Holpe comes and tries to win. That's just too much money. If you're going to give money to somebody who's older, give it to Anderson. Like I don't know. Uh, I don't think they're comfortable giving it to Anderson for some reason. It just seems they're not lost a little faith there. I mean, and when you look at his game seven records and that, I mean, you know, I don't think the team ever plays well in front of him. I I I have a hard time blaming a guy who played five games and had a one point eight four goals against average. Like I just I just don't see it. I don't think Anderson's the problem. But I think that they could use the money that they would spend on him, spend around the goaltending position, and then try and get somebody cheap. I think the one that I've said that I just don't know if it's going to be possible. But if I were a G, if I were the Leafs GM, I would be calling Jim Benning and saying, "Hey, what do you want for Thatcher Demko? Like you definitely have said that you want to sign Jacob Markstrom. You you want to commit to Markstrom, which means you got to get rid of Demko. He could be our goalie of the future here in Toronto. And 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 you look at what he did the playoffs. I don't know if if Toronto has the pieces to do it. You probably start with that yeah. first round pick and then see where it goes from there. Plus, They're kind plus, of a cap yeah. team as well. <laughs> But uh, I, I that would be my number one guy. And you kind of do a 60-40 split with Demko and Jack Campbell for the next couple of years until Thatcher Demko proves to be a, a star stud number one guy. And he's only making like a million, I think a million point, 1.05 million uh, next season. So super, super cheap. Super, super affordable. And yeah. you take that extra $4 million from Freddie Anderson and you kind of disperse that on the back end and you kind of fix up the depth a little bit and and, and, and help out that the, the overall depth and balance of that team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Uh, I think we'll leave it right there. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for having me. And I just want to let anybody know if you want to come on over and check out the website, it's tarpsoffhockey.net. We keep most stuff up to date and uh, we cover the games in stream on uh, Sportscaster at sportscastr.com slash tarpsoff. And they are a riot. I've I've checked in on a couple myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they've, uh, you know, what? Uh, a couple of the kids that blog for us in the States, they're their students. They, uh, they, they, you know, sometimes they have friends jump in and yeah, it gets wild sometimes, but you know what? The app is cool. Cause there's no, uh, 
there's no like terms of service. Like it's just like kind of like a gong show. Who's the who's who's buddy in the basement with all the flags or in the attic or whatever? It looks like he's in literally like Silence of the Lambs level basement with a bunch of flags. <laughs> oh, guy, McLovin. That's oh, McLovin. McLovin. He looks just like McLovin. Yes. Yeah. Uh, McLovin is like, is, like, is like a, yeah, he's the guy who does all my technical stuff and does all the video editing and, and, and stuff like that. He's an absolute maniac, that guy. He has like the most <laughs> hockey memorabilia ever. But like, he's just like, yeah, I think his room must be like up in his attic. He's only like 20, right? So he still lives at home and Oh, he's a beauty, man. That's that guy. He yeah, does look like Silence of the Lambs, so he's a creepy <laughs> bastard, McLovin. <laughs> that guy cracks me up, and you got to go check out these uh, these sports casts during the games just to go and know what I'm talking about, guys. Uh, Chris Mancuso, thanks so much for joining me. Um, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms to receive daily Leafs content. Follow my show, at, follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. And follow Chris at CMancuso97. Uh, also, definitely go check out uh, you know his website, um, tarpsoffhockey.net. Uh, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. If you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Lockdown NHL podcast where myself and four other Lockdown hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.